Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, welcome to Rooted Deep. Allison and I are happy to be with you guys today and uh, joining you. Of course, as you know, if you uh, listen to us, Allie joins from the Dominican Republic. Uh, and so Allie, what, how's, I mean, I always ask you how the weather is in the Dominican Republic and it's always the same. It's always sunny and breezy and hot. So how's the weather in the Dominican Republic? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, in the last week or so, it has gotten just to unbearable. I mean, I think we, we really enjoyed a nice long spring, coolish at night, not too bad in the daytime. And then all of a sudden, about a week ago, it felt like it felt like the sun was literally sitting on top of San Pedro. And it's and we're all complaining about it. And it's like, and I don't think complaining helps, but everywhere that's the conversation everywhere you go is it's hot, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. And we're in a drought, and so everything's brown. And um, so the only place that you can get anything done is at the beach because you're like, if I'm gonna be hot, I may as well just go to the beach. Um right. and that's, so if you yeah. have time, we've I've we I've been able to be be at the beach. Um, just once every couple of weeks, uh, in the last couple of, in the last few months, just may as well just jump in the water, you know? Absolutely. That's what I, I if I lived on a tropical Island, I, I definitely think that it would be almost a sin not to avail myself of the beautiful things that God has put around us. I think, you know, so you definitely need to go dip your toe in the water every now and then. Um, I think it's, it's only the right thing to do. And we had one of our board members that showed up last week and took all the women from the workshop to the beach for a few hours and, and so instead of working last friday we showed up had devos and then piled in a bus and went went to the beach and just literally just laid around in the water um, for a few hours and that was nice for the women of the workshop to experience that a little bit so okay well good deal well um everything is going okay at mercy then yeah anything to update us anything you want us to pray about anything good we, we need to as people are listening and i, I know love to get little updates from you no as you know, as you're praying, we're um, accepting more women at the workshop. We've had two more women come into the workshop uh, and and start the program. And then we've also added another resident to the Paloma Project. And so we're growing. I was sitting in my prayer chair yesterday just saying, Lord, help. You know, I've asked you for growth. So thank you for growth. But now I'm just asking you for increased wisdom. And that's thanks to this James Bible study. I just came like, hey, I keep asking for wisdom. So hopefully one of these yep. days he will, he'll give it to me. So uh, yeah, he does. No, I know the same thing. Uh, Guatemala is going great. Um, and we, a lot of people have been asking us how that, how that things are going mm -hmm. there. And it's going really well. Uh, we're excited. Uh, we, we have the property now. Uh, so uh, the family has moved out of the house that is going to become the safe house. And so now we are in the process of turning this, what was a family house into a safe house. And so uh, that journey begins now. Uh, and we've got team members training, uh, doing their trauma-informed care training. And so lots of great things are happening right now as we make the push between now and January. to hopefully open the doors uh, to the first of uh, our safe houses there in Guatemala. So, uh, but women's training centers are going great. And we, uh, we're praying about opening a new one in a different area and excited about what, like you said, every day, it, you know, we just pray, God give us wisdom, God gives direction. 
um, and God give us the funds and the provision needed to do what we need to do so that we can, you know, we can reach more women uh, for the cause of Christ. So it's exciting. It really is exciting. Yeah. Um, and as you know, talking about that and thinking about that, we kind of are diving in today to this very closure of the book of James. And I think that, um, you know, as we think about our own lives, you know, and looking at it, we've prayed for wisdom just to get through this book and praying for wisdom to know what to talk about each week as, as you and I have kind of steered a study through uh, all the way through the book of James. So now we come to the end uh, of this book and we're going to cover the last set of verses here. And I just think God has taught us and reminded us of so many good things along the way. And again, it's been stuff that that I've used just in these past few weeks talking about James. It is, it is, uh, these are lessons that I've actually applied the day we talk about it. I go out and, and I'm actually, you know, being reminded of, Hey, we just talked about this or, Hey, you know, and I think mm-hmm. even today and, and last week's talking about enduring and, um, last week's, you know, just talking about the endurance and the, and the suffering and, and, um, this patience that's required to live this yeah. life. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great reminder for even today after the podcast is over me stepping out the door and, and getting into that, you know, hands-on ministry, I'm going to need, you know, because we, we, we need these lessons uh, to live our lives. And I think that's one of the things that I didn't like about James because I knew I needed it. We need these daily lessons mm-hmm. of how to live just today and how to how to move within our community and within our, within our Christian within our Christian community. So I'm excited to dive into the end of to the end of James. I'm not glad it's over. That's not what I'm saying. Um, yep. But I am glad that we have um, we, we have had profitable lessons, and I have I I have truly learned a lot from this Bible study. Yeah, me too. And you know, I think appropriate that James kind of kicks off today with verse 12, as we ended our study last time in verse 11, James kind of kicks it off with a verse today. And he says, look, above all. So as he comes to the close of this book, he, he makes this statement above all. Now, Allie, I mean, we have slogged through five chapters of James saying and teaching important things and reminding them of important things. But now he gets to the end of this and he says, hey, above, above everything. Um, and he says, don't, don't swear by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no. Um, and, and I think it's like a funny thing to say above all. I don't know what I thought he was going to say. I mean, if James says, hey, guys, above everything we've talked about, here's, the, here's, here's a good bottom line here. I don't know what I thought he was going to say is his bottom line, but maybe not let your yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah. And I think it comes down to just living authentically. And we talked about this last week as well, the attack on, on morality, the attack on absolute truth. And, and, and he talks about double-minded man being unstable in his way. And I think right now Christians are living in a time where we're we're in and out we're yes and we're no we're not you know maybe we we we're communicating with different people different ways because we're trying to kind of float by instead of living authentically and living the true you know the true christian life that is that you know authentic and it's truth bound because mm-hmm. the yes be yes and your no be no so that you might not fall into condemnation so you're not double minded so you don't get distracted by 
you know, um, and, and I think it's kind of like it's the central, it's, it's kind of centering us back to who we truly are. If you really want to live the Christian life and be a Christ follower, you're going to have to be, have one voice and one, one track mine instead of, you know, just this, this wave and, you know, nobody can see me, but I'm like waving my arms everywhere because that's sometimes how I feel, you know? Um, but I think this is the calling us back to, to living authentically is a really good place to end. Yeah, no, I, I do too. And, and, you know, as I studied this passage of scripture as to what does this mean? What is James saying in all of this? Um, and, uh, you know, and, and studying a little bit, in, even into some of the commentaries and, and looking into the words, um, different translations say, uh, swear not um, at, at, for the words of the oaths that are taken. So you, you get this, this convert, you know, when you start to read uh, what some of the scholars say about this particular verse and what, what is James really saying here? I think I got two threads of thought here that I think are are probably important for us as he as he steps into it. And and one is the idea of of the idea of not swearing. Um, It it is the idea that he kind of talks about that. um, Don't swear by heaven. Don't swear by earth. Um, It's 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 that I some of the ideas of even just kind of calling God's name in vain. It's this using this flippant language, using these words to swear by things that are holy and by sacred. And James is like, you know, don't do this. Um, You know, uh, some scholars pull it back to the Sermon on the Mount and talk a little bit about Jesus's text in the sermon and teaching in in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, Others would would say it would go back to some rabbinical teaching. But either way, it's just the idea of let our words be true and honest and let our words be pure, um, so that when we do speak, what we if if we say it, we mean it, and we're not having to either add a cursing to it or or an oath to it, um, you know. And we're also not having to um, we're also not having to you know I swear by my mama's grave or something like that, as if. Everything else we said before that we would we you can't count on us for, but honestly, now this you can count on us for. So I think there's two threads of thought here. Yeah. One is watching our words, mm-hmm. and the other is living in such authenticity that our word is our bond, so that the words that come out of our mouth when we say we'll yeah. do something, we'll do it. We don't have to swear by our mama's grave and we don't have to swear to God and we don't have to do any of these. We don't have to take any of these oaths. Okay. Because we mean what we say. When you look at it in light of that, yeah. then you can kind of lean into what Job says. About, I mean, why, why, why James says above all. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, you know, and, and again, if, if at the end of James, if you, if you follow these lessons of living authentically and living, um, doing these things that we all, uh, know to do, but we don't want to be reminded to do, you know, whether it's being patient or whether it's enduring or whether it's um, controlling our tongue or whether it's um, not being materialistic or not treating somebody better because they do have money, then that's the type of person that when they do speak, they've developed this reputation of all of these other lessons that James has taught throughout, you know, this this five, um, this five chapter long proverb, basically, um, 
I want to be that person. I want to be the person who has authority in my words because of the way I've treated people, because of the, me controlling my tongue and not gossiping, or because of all of these other little lessons that, that, and so it does build up to the point where, yeah, if, if you're living like this, then when you say, when you speak something, you're not going to have to call down, you know, heaven or, or swear on, you know, on your dog's grave or whatever. You're, you're living the type of, of, of life. Your actions are supported by your words and your words are going to support your actions. And so, um, and these are all lessons that I think that James is above all just, yeah, just, just speak the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and if all of these other things you put into place because of these lessons that you're learning, um, yeah, that, that is, that is going to go far. And so that you might not fall under condemnation. I just, I love, I love that he's ending with that because I think sometimes we all, we all want to, I think we all want our, our words to speak more, way more loud more louder louder than our actions um <laughs> yeah. and 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 james is like uh no it's gotta be both yeah yeah you know I, i'm always reminded of peter um when i when i read these verses because you know we've got peter at a fireside as jesus is being uh tried and and peter's afraid for his life and the same words that are used by in, in this in this passage oath and swear are the same words that are used in that passage that peter uh, you know, he swore and he took oaths to say that he didn't know Christ. And I think in their, you know, in their tradition, these would have been, uh, you know, these would have somewhat validated what you were trying to say. You know, your language gets stronger and stronger as you try to validate um, your your statement. And And I think it's just great reminders for us to live a life, as you said, of authenticity. So that when we speak, we don't have to, we're not living a lie as Peter was in that moment. He was trying to, he was a follower of Christ, but he was so terrified that he would be dragged in that room and tried with Jesus that he was willing to take oaths and to swear in order to make people believe that he wasn't who they thought he was. And, and, you know, I think that was in his culture, that would have been a common way to have done things. Um, and, and I think in our culture, you know, it, it's easy for us. We're not careful uh, to, to let our words expound upon either who we are or who we don't want to be associated with. And yet at the same time, God is like, look, you know, or James is like, look, you know, above everything you do, let your life be authentic so that your words ring true. Whatever whatever they are, speak truth, speak truth. Um, you know, let, let, let your words be this and, and represent who you are inside, outside. And I just think, wow, you know, that's a great, that's just a great kind of closing thought before he goes into kind of what is going to be his salutation starting in verse 13. It's really almost look, you know, uh, out of everything we've talked about, let's just be real. Let's be real. And hopefully we're living a life that when we are real, <laughs> the right things are, are coming forth. Starting with verse 13. Um, and I think it, I love that it's continuing on because it's like, now that you know how to live a good life, you're still going to have some problems. And so, you know, 
Reba's going to walk us through if this is going to happen, then, you know, and all of these steps to take, because it's not like, okay, now you're living life. Now you're good. Now you're Christ-like. You're, you're set. Okay. And then here's some steps in the meantime, in community, here's what, here's what that looks like just on a daily basis. And I think it's really important for a lot of us to understand all of these things that, that Reba's going to talk us through in the next few verses. All of these things are things that typically as women, sometimes we're not sharing them properly or we're not being open. And, and I think it's important to say, if we want to live authentically, these are going to happen. And here's the response. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's almost as if he's closing his letter and he's addressing anybody that's reading it. So he says, okay, if anybody's reading this letter and you're suffering, pray. Now, so, I mean, Ali, I like this because if anybody's listening to this podcast and you're suffering, James is going to say, pray. Pray. If you're suffering, get with God in prayer. That is that is the, the, the first line of defense for you as you're suffering. Uh, and then, but is anybody cheerful? So, you know, not everybody's suffering. Um, so are you cheerful? Well, if you're cheerful, sing. Sing praise. These are just really simple, practical uh, ways in which they're an expression of an inward thing. If I'm suffering and I'm hurting, praying, it, it, I, I'm expressing that. That's prayers and expression. It's conversation with God. If anybody's cheerful, okay, it's what is my expression? I'm singing praise. Is anybody sick? Yeah. You're sick? Call for the elders of the church and let them pray over you and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And I know a lot of our churches still practice this, where if someone in the church finds out they have a really bad diagnosis, maybe a cancer or some other kind of thing, uh, that the elders will, the, the deacons will come in from the church and the different leaders will be called in. And, and they literally still today, a lot of churches anoint their people with oil. And there's no significance to the oil. It's not a healing oil. It's not you get oil and you get healed. But it's it's that prayer and it's that special, Lord, we want you to heal this person. And so he says, look, if you're sick, bring the, bring the church people together and have them pray for you. Um, and this is what he says in the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. Now you say, does that mean that if yeah. I'm sick and I call on the church and they show up and anoint me with oil, that God is going to heal me? Interestingly enough, it doesn't say that you'll be healed. Interestingly enough, it says that he will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. Well, that same phrase, raise him up, is not only used for you're getting better, but it's also used that it's resurrection. You will be raised up. So, so the Lord may heal right. you in a way. The Lord may say, yes, I am going to heal you. I'm going to heal you by taking you on. But it's that prayer of faith, it, it, that that one who is sick, it, and, and, and we don't understand the fullness of all of that. But James says there's power in prayer. So pray. Trust the Lord and pray. He steps into a verse that I think is 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 maybe some of the toughest words that he gives in salutation here of suffering, pray, cheerful, sing, sit, pray, have the church pray over you. And then he says, if you've committed sins, uh, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. 
Yeah. So we kind of see not an outward yeah. sickness, but maybe an inward. These are all disciplines that we continue to employ in our prayer life, whether it's praise, confession, um, mm-hmm. thanksgiving, whether it's supplication. This is this is a model of prayer because when we, who do we go to the, you know, when we're suffering, that when we, you know, like you said, we're going to pray and then we're going to be thankful, you know, give thanks and praise um, for the times that things are going well, but continue. And it's almost like, no matter what's happening, if it's good or bad, if you're good or you're bad, the first person you should be talking to is God. You know, mm-hmm. whether it, things are going well, you praise the Lord. You need to confess your sins. You you confess it to a person, but you also pray and get that. Con- and so it's, it's um, I think it's interesting because it has a lot to do with community, but it has a lot to do with our personal relationship and our prayer life um, with the Lord. Uh, and I think it's, I think it's just good. And it reminds me of the, the, the Thessalonians passage, you know, in everything, give thanks, pray without ceasing. And all of these lists, like as he's ending the less, as he's ending this letter, he's saying, by the way, be thankful, don't stop praying, you know, uh, give thanks and, and, and all of these different, um, and that's what you said with James is doing it, Hey, live the Christian life. But at the end of everything, here's the response to whatever's happening in your life at that moment. And this is something, it's so funny because as a woman, and I think this all just happened, the whole, the suffering, the cheerful, the sick and the the sinful. I just, I went through all of that before we even started podcast this morning because this is a day in the life of a Christian, you know? Yeah. It's like, yes, I didn't feel good. Yes, I, you know, and so these, these are things that are going to happen on a daily basis and throughout our lives. And here is a quick response, um, you know, to keep us, to keep us focused on who really does have our life in his hands. Yeah. And, you know, Allie, you've said over and over again that, that James emphasizes community so much uh, in this passage. And I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing that we won't notice unless we emphasize it. And even as James is coming to the end of his book here, again, he's emphasizing the power of doing life together. Relationship with Christ and a relationship with others is a winning combination for us to be able to live this Christian life in a way that honors God. And so you see this, you see suffering and, and you, see, uh, you see people singing together and praying together. And you see if you're sick, you're, you're coming together at, as a church body. Um, and then you see you're confessing our sins together. So there's there's this thing, and man, you know, if I'm struggling, if I'm struggling with my health, there's a there's a there's a place for the church in this. There's a place for the body of Christ in this. If I'm struggling with my sin, there's a place for community here for me to be able to talk to somebody and say, you know what, I struggling spiritually, um, and and I really want God to work in my life, and and, and what's here so cool, he says that the prayer of a righteous person, um, it, 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 uh, the King James said it avails much. The, the ESV says it, it has great power as it's working. And what we have to know here is prayer works. Prayer matters. Um, prayer is important. And this is kind of what James has come to the end of his thing. And he says, look, whether it's in praise, whether it's in suffering, whether it is in, you know, whether it is in confession, your prayers matter to God. And then as we pray together in community, community together, we understand that, you know what, 
we struggle. <laughs> and anybody who says, I don't, James says, no, it, it, this is for everybody I'm writing to is, is going to find themselves in one of these closing salutations. And so therefore, connect with Jesus in relationship and connect with one another in community. And therefore, when you do that, I think what you see is there's an encouragement that happens. Um, and he gives the illustration of Elijah. And he says, Elijah was a man that was like us, right? Um, and he prays fervently that it doesn't rain. And it doesn't rain for three, three, three years and six months. Uh, and he prays again. And the earth gives rain. And so there's this kind of idea that says, hey, wait a minute. Elijah was human, just like you're human. He was not special in any way. He wasn't some guy who just really superhero statistic here. No, 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 no. Elijah was human, just like the rest of us. And he prayed. And when he did, I held back rain for three and a half years. And when he prayed again, I gave rain. And I think what he's trying to remind us of is there is power in prayer. And there's power when we go to God and ask God for things. And God hears our prayers. And as we are in line with the, the will of God, God answers those prayers. And so what an encouraging thing to think. I don't have to be a superhero to have my prayers answered. I, I, I can be sick. I can be struggling like Elijah was. I mean, if you read his story, he's wanting to die. He's got his head in a cave. I mean, all of these things he struggles with. But you know what? God heard his prayers and God answered his prayers. And, and then he goes on and he says, my brothers, if any among you wander from the truth and someone brings it back. And even with Elijah, I see there was a place where Elijah wandered from the truth a little bit. I want to die. Nobody loves you, Jesus. It's only me. I'm the only one trying to serve you. He wanders a little from where he used to be. He says, but if somebody brings it back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul, not just from death, but he covers a multitude of that man's sins. And so. James is kind of just coming to the end. And I think he ends, Allie, with the very thing that you saw as a thread through this whole thing. And that is the power of relationship with Jesus and lived out in community. Yeah. And I think that's so valuable because if we're all learning these lessons, I think that's what we're doing right now in this podcast and what we've been doing for the past few weeks in podcast is reminding ourselves first of the lessons of James, but then also saying, hey, let's all learn these lessons and then think about and we talk about this so many times we talk about finding an accountability partner we talk mm -hmm. about meeting with somebody that we can call and say um hey you know how am i living or all of them hey you're not living uh you know but but from a perspective of love from a perspective of truth from a perspective of wanting the best of that from that person and so it is here's here's what your life needs to look like it needs to look like christ but again lived out in community because that's the beauty that's the beauty of James and that's the beauty of all of these lessons that we've learned. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know where you find yourself in these last few verses here. Uh suffering, cheerful, sick, but uh struggling spiritually. I I don't know where you find yourself. Uh but but I think all of us probably find ourselves somewhere along this line uh of identifying with some of these things and 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 I think when we're there we say you know what God I have to believe and I have to know in my heart that when I go to you in prayer and when I live in community, you can bring me through no, all kinds of challenges and, and you've strengthened my faith and you work in my life. And as we sh work together, I think it's the, it's the importance. 
it's the importance of reaching out to others. And Allie, I think this is how I want to end. Uh, I haven't really thought about this till this exact second, but I think that, you know, we've really, James has kind of gotten in our business. We've said this a lot. He's really gotten in our personal business a lot. But I think the reason James has gotten in our business is so we can live a life that can speak into the lives of others because that's how he ends. And he says, look, we ought to be reaching out to one another. We ought to be encouraging one another. We're praying for one another. We are, we are connected. And, and, and he ends with, look, if you, if there's somebody out there, you know, that's drifting, then go get them, go get them. And, and so maybe that's how we end is, you know, wherever you found yourself struggling in, in any of these passages of James, we have to know that maybe God brings somebody to our mind that's out there and is struggling mm -hmm. and nobody's saying anything because it's awkward and we don't know what to say. And we don't even know if they want us to say anything to them. And we assume somebody else is calling them. Somebody else is texting them. Somebody else is reaching out to them. You know, I'm sure that they've got other friends beside me that are talking to them. And I just think if God is bringing somebody to your mind right now, then maybe that's your call to action. In our, in, in our, own, in our own situations, we reach out to others and say, look, I, where are you? Where are you going? What, are, what in the world are you doing? Um, and we bring them back from that wondering and we let them know, look, I love you. I care about you. I'm praying for you. Um, who is out there right now? that you feel like, man, they're just kind of out there alone on this limb or they're out there struggling. I don't know what they're doing, but they seem to be drifting. Let's reach out. Uh, let's don't make this just about us, but let's go back to, hey, look, Jesus is coming. The time is short. We don't know how many days we have left. It's not a time to worry about th this, that, or the other. It's a time to invest in the lives of people. And it's a time to make sure that we are trusting Christ to do the good work in our lives. And I think at the end of the day, Allie, um, this is what James is wanting us to get uh, as we as we finish up his book. That's some excellent advice on on finding somebody and and stepping in and and saying these are the truth. I let me walk with you in accountability. Yep, you know exactly right. I, as we get near this this as we close this book of James, here's our prayer for you. We want to ask that the Lord um, just that you would just close out this time of study and just say, Lord, you know what? Maybe I need to reread this book three or four more times. Maybe I need to go back over and see what God is doing. But more importantly, Lord, who would you have me speak to? Who do you, who, who would you have me step into their lives in some way today? Um, in what area of my life do I need to pray more fervently and look towards your return? And as we do all these things, I really trust that this has been a fantastic study for us. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.